0: Good morning and welcome to St Martin's Kensal Rise for our morning worship on this Sunday, the 18th after Trinity. St Martin's is in an inner city neighborhood which is both dynamic and diverse in the Wilsdon area of the Diocese of London. Today also we mark Homelessness Sunday and we do so in partnership with Housing Justice and Housing Justice Cymru. You are most welcome. So please, come and join us.
1: With God, nothing will be impossible.
0: For he is our God.
1: And the God of
2: salvation is making all things new.
0: Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us begin our worship by singing our first hymn. this vine which your right hand has planted and the branch that you made so strong for yourself. As we come in thanks and praise this morning we worship God who is God of love and justice. In the power of the Holy Spirit and in Christ our Heavenly Father seeks to bring alive in our hearts that same relationship of care for neighbor as he bestows upon each one of us. May our hearts respond to that call of his word in a world fractured by sin and injustice. Most especially today, on Homelessness Sunday, we hold before ourselves and before God the needs of those who are without secure or safe homes of whatever kind. Heavenly Father, without whom we can do nothing. We approach you in praise and penitence. Lord God, our Maker and our Redeemer, this is your world and we are your people. Come among us and save us. We have willfully misused your gifts of creation. Lord, be merciful. Forgive us our sin. We have seen the ill treatment of others and have not gone to their aid. Lord be merciful and forgive us our sin. We have condoned evil and dishonesty and failed to strive for justice. Lord be merciful and forgive us our sin. We have heard the good news of Christ but have failed to share it with others. Lord, be merciful, and forgive us our sin. We have not loved you with all our heart, nor our neighbours as ourselves. Lord, be merciful, forgive us our sin. Almighty God, who in Jesus Christ has given us a kingdom that cannot be destroyed, forgive you your sins, open your eyes to God's truth strengthen you to do God's will, and give you the joy of his kingdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, increase in us your gift of faith, that, forsaking what lies behind, and reaching out to that which is before, we may run the way of your commandments, and win the crown of everlasting joy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
3: reading from the gospel according to Matthew chapter 21 beginning at verse 33 to the end. The parable of the wicked tenants. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard put a fence around it dug a wine press in it and built a watchtower then he leased it to other tenants and went to another country. When the harvest time had come he sent his slaves to the tenants to collect his produce. But the tenant seized his slaves and beat one, killed another and stoned another. Again, he sent other slaves, more than the first, and they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them saying, they will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and get his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Now when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those tenants? They said to him, He will put those wretches to a miserable death and lease the vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the harvest time. Jesus said to them, Have you never read in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that produces the fruits of the kingdom. The one who falls on this stone will be broken to pieces and will crush anyone on whom it falls. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they realised that he was speaking about them. They wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowds because they regarded him as a prophet. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: May I speak in the name of the living God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I've just started a new job. And for pretty much the first time in my life, I now have a daily commute to the office. I walk to the tube station at the same time each day. My morning journey takes about an hour and a half to get to work. And I already see some familiar faces, patterns and predictability. Perhaps you have a similar experience. Already, I can arrive at the office and not properly remember the journey. It's all a blank. It's either filled with the anticipation of a coffee or a few chapters of a book or thinking about the day ahead. But then something will happen which changes the routine and makes me come back to reality. The announcement of a new signal failure or a rerouting of the line leading to a panic and severe delays. The giggling baby in a pram that makes everyone around smile. The person who sits there muttering loudly, whom you try and avoid their gaze. Or the person who enters the carriage apologetically and politely, asking for money to pay for a hostel that night. This is the moment where one usually looks down at the floor. These moments remind me that I am somehow connected to all that which is going on around me, part of something much bigger and more complex than I could ever imagine. Yet one which speaks of both God's generosity in each other and the cruelty of the unjust structures that produce the haves and the have-nots, determined even before a child is born. I belong to those around me and they belong to me. We are in God's eyes linked. Now that's something to think about on your daily commute. You and I, we're connected. The implications of this will get some, some will get, and others will not. So to put it very simply, when the question is asked of Cain, where is Abel in the book of Genesis, the answer comes back, Am I my brother's keeper? So let me ask you the same question. Are you your sibling's keeper? What is the nature of the relationship with the person that you know, your family, perhaps someone who lives in your street or your workmates, someone who shares your culture or your religion? But what about the person that you've never met? who looks very different to you and will say very different things. Are you your sibling's keeper? This question is central to the parable of the tenants, which we'll now look into more detail. These tenants legitimately rent the vineyard. It's clearly not a hobby, but a way of life. The infrastructure is given and it looks as if the business is sustainable and profitable. No doubt people will be employed and this employment fed families and kept a small community flourishing. This business is a good one and no doubt a shrewd strategy and careful planning has added to its success. They've worked hard on their product and they're passionate about what they do. Fair play to them, we may cry out. So question, given that this is all their hard work, why should they hand over part of their profits to someone else when harvest time comes? I'm not surprised in this story that these tenants try and keep the profits for themselves. Indeed, when murdering the first group of slaves who come over, they become all the more resolute. They're determined that they are right. They become more confident in their position as they claim small victories in safely defending their empires. They become more resilient until the son is sent to claim the landowner's rightful profits. Is the landowner so deluded that they think that these tenants will spare his only son? Let's kill him and then we will be the victors to annihilate the opposition and all the profits will be ours, they think. Let's look after number one and ignore the fact that they're part of a legitimate system which speaks of responsibilities and roles within a wider context. As the fruits of someone else's vision are being enjoyed. This is a painful gospel reading. This narrative holds up a mirror. A mirror to each time decisions or political structures unfairly benefit a particular group of people, whilst eroding the sense of responsibility towards the other. This is the stone which the builders rejected, the stone of altruism, the stone of repentance, the stone of unconditional love for all, indeed the stone that is Jesus. The living stone through whom all things came into being, through whom all things were drawn to upon the cross and in whom the Spirit lives to shape a common humanity which leads to human flourishing and a holding up of the mirror when we fall short. This is a painful gospel narrative, as it speaks coherently of the part that I must play in living out a different set of values, of the need of my own use of power, be questioned. There is that painful reality, a recognition of those moments when I, and possibly you, collude with unjust power structures, either intentionally or not intentionally. But this gospel is, by definition, good news. It speaks of a different vision, living out our created vision and the part we play in realising that vision. For this gospel speaks to us as disciples, lifelong learners immersed into something different and something new. I wonder how, as lifelong learners, we may encourage each other in our curiosity on how these structures all fit together and the parts that we play within them. The listening to individual stories, as once you know a story, and once you know a name, the other can no longer be called the other. And this is where we recognise our need and indeed responsibility for the other, as it is in this relationship that we can become more fully ourselves. Homelessness is a clear example. This exists through so many deeply complex reasons which you and I are part of. Housing policies, political and benefit structures, the pains of relational poverty and breakdown, international relationships, they're all caught up. And if I am my sibling's keeper, as well as being part of a complex problem, I am also, by my decisions, part of the solution. A solution of love and justice through a desire to be curious and to ask the very difficult questions of why things are like this in the first place. Just looking at our feet on the commute may be a collusion. Just like those wicked tenants looking after number one. Friends, may I encourage you this week – join me as we live out our daily routines, our patterns, to take more notice of those around us. Why is this just so? Because we are in this together, shaped by the cross and resurrection, which urges us to live in peace, to live in Jesus. This is the stone which the builders rejected. But this stone is awesome and it is marvellous in our eyes. Amen.
0: Let us affirm our faith in the words of the Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son. He is the sacrifice for our sins, that we might live through him. If God loves us so much, we ought to love one another. If we love one another, God lives in us. Now we'll see a short film, an extract of some of the work that Housing Justice Cymru has been doing in love and justice. Hi, I'm Bonnie,
4: the Director of Housing Justice Cymru, and we're a housing need and homelessness charity that runs right across Wales. We work in all 22 local authorities running a whole number of projects right from the acute end of homelessness where people might be rough sleeping. We help them to find and sustain homes, right through to the other end of the spectrum where we enable the building of more truly affordable homes to address the housing crisis in Wales. What's unique about us as a service is that we use volunteers from the communities and we design services around the individual's needs. And together with our volunteers, we can truly meet people's needs and help them out of homelessness. Citadel is a homelessness prevention project which supports people experiencing or at risk of homelessness to find and sustain a home. We use volunteers who are DBS checked, trained and receive ongoing support before being matched with an individual.
5: Volunteers can support with sourcing accommodation, household items, decorating, budgeting, providing emotional support, helping people access their community or just simply meeting for a coffee and a chat. Citadel is very flexible and has high engagement rates and outcomes, thanks to our volunteers.
0: Hosting is a scheme that supports refugees and asylum seekers into temporary emergency accommodation. People seeking sanctuary are a risk of homelessness and exploitative situation for a number of reasons. We believe that everybody deserves a safe place to sleep and a home where they can flourish. Our hosts are kind people who welcome guests into their home by allowing them time and stability so they can access support to move on safely. Our hosting placements can last for a few nights or a few months. Our personal-centered approach means that every guest is welcomed. Faith in Affordable Housing
4: is a project that seeks to build truly affordable homes across Wales. We work with a selection of housing association partners that combined cover all local authorities in Wales. Together with our partners, we connect churches and faith-based organisations who are looking to sell much-loved community buildings that are no longer used, with a housing association looking to increase the availability of affordable homes. We've been working since 2013 to ensure that everyone has access to a truly affordable home that is safe and meets their needs. We're also able to respond to emerging urgent issues, such as the response to the Ukraine crisis, where we've been asked to help Welsh government and local authorities to support people from Ukraine within their communities. We provide support and accommodation to welcome people to Wales and to help them settle while they're with us.
1: In the power of the spirit and in union with Christ, let us pray to the Father. The bidding for these prayers will be Lord in your mercy, to which the response will be hear our prayer. Gracious Father, your love is a wellspring of life to us all. Praise to you for sending your Son to live among us so that we could come to know your love and forgiveness. Thank you for loving us, no matter what our circumstances. Help us to feel close to you in prayer, and to feel the movement of your spirit in our lives. Open our hearts to your word, and make us agents of your love in the world. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God of justice, you call our church, our nation, and our leaders to fulfill your law by loving our neighbors as ourselves. Support our king, our political leaders, and our clergy to serve for the greater good. Give courage to the powerful to lay aside conflict so that they may pursue the paths of peace and protect our planet and its people. Help the nations to work together for social justice so that all people may live safely and in peace. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate one, you are a shelter and strong tower for those who need refuge. On this Sunday, we pray especially for anyone whose housing situation is insecure. Give your protection to those who are in unsafe situations, temporary accommodation, or who are sleeping rough. Let them feel your presence beside them, especially in the dark of the night. Bring bright rays of hope and new possibility wherever they are needed. Strengthen and uphold those who work with those experiencing homelessness. And help us all to find ways to contribute more of ourselves in our communities and beyond. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Mighty God, you bring the oppressed into freedom and you work for the liberation of all. Comfort those struggling with worries around money, work, or relationships. Be with those who've been abandoned or dispossessed. Bring your healing love to those suffering from physical Or mental illness, from addiction or from the effects of trauma. Bless those who are unaware of your presence or who have turned their backs on you. Stay close to those who are near the end of this life. Support those who care for the dying and those who mourn. Hear the cries of all who suffer, and lead them to a place of celebration for the day of their deliverance. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Generous God, you give us more than we desire or deserve. Pour upon us the abundance of divine mercy and empower us to produce the fruits of your kingdom. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your son, our savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And now let us pray with confidence as our savior taught us. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever.
0: Amen. The love of the Lord Jesus draw you to himself. The power of the Lord Jesus strengthen you in his service. The joy of the Lord Jesus fill your hearts. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and all those you love, this day and always. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ, amen.